Hello, everybody. Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homey. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. As the name says, our listeners are business creators. We have your entrepreneurs. We have small business owners. We have local business owners. We have marketing and business coaches. We have the folks who help others create their businesses. And on the other side of that coin, we have the do-it-yourselfers who like to have your own hands on the levers as you market and grow your business. If you are one or more of the above, please take a moment. Explore our episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and discover how our experts help you win at the game of business and marketing. Also, be sure to check us out on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show or click the big button in the sidebar of our website. There are over 130 episodes as of today. Every five-star rating helps us help more business creators just like you, and you will get fresh content in your iTunes every single week. For today's topic, one of the blogs that I manage is called The Morning Adam. And what we do in The Morning Adam is we talk about persuasion, uh, we talk about looking at things through a different point of view with a new set of eyes, and we look at how these two things help us to gain even more success in our lives. And one of my favorite blog posts on The Morning Adam, in fact, it's one of our most popular blog posts, is how to start your day as an entrepreneur business creator. And we get a lot of traction on that one. I have a printout of it. I leave it sitting on my desk, and I refer back to it frequently. And I find that the more that I go by this formula that I myself have developed, the more successful of a day that I have. And there are a few key components that are most important of all. Now, with all this in mind, I am very, very excited that we were able to bring in Craig Ballantyne of Craig Excuse me, I have a few different websites for this guy. Uh, you're going to really enjoy him. Uh, we have earlytorise.com. I love that URL. We have, the per- we have excuse me, www.perfectdayformula.com. And in fact, that's what he's going to be talking about, the perfect day formula. How to control the day and own your life. And just to tell you a little bit about Craig, he is a productivity and success transformation coach from Toronto, Ontario, where we have a few of our most active listeners. And I want to say hello to you guys because I know you tune in every single week and you email us all the time. Craig is the author of The Perfect Day Formula, How to Own the Day and Control Your Life. He has been contributing to Men's Health Magazine since the year 2000. And in 2001, he created the popular home workout program, Turbulence Training. Now, there's more to Craig, and I'm going to let him tell you in just a second. But first of all, Craig, let's bring you on board. Welcome in. Thank you so much. Very excited to be here. Very good. Very good. Now, what we'd like to do here at the very beginning of each of our episodes here at the Business Creators Radio Show is we like to ask the person themselves what has been their passion and what has been their brilliance and how these two things come together. So tell us a little bit about your own journey and what has brought you to the point you are today, helping business creators with the idea of creating the perfect day. Absolutely. So I started off in the fitness world all the way back in 2000. I had a master's degree in exercise physiology, and I got really lucky, and I started writing for Men's Health Magazine, the biggest fitness publication in the world, in 2000. And then I started selling my products online. I started selling online workouts, videos, manuals, 
very much, very similar to the beach body model, you know, P90X, the stuff you see on infomercials. Right. We help people all around the world. It was really great. But I knew I wanted to do more, Adam. And what I realized was there was this other website out there called earlytorise.com. And it's been around since 2001. It was started by a guy named Mark Ford. And I loved it because it not only helped people with their health, but also with building their businesses and making them smarter and, and improving their family life. And it was just the whole nine yards. And I loved it. And I made a, you know, a vow, a goal in about 2005 or 2006 to have a business like Early to Rise. And eventually, and this is a really great story that I'll be happy to tell in a bit, I was able to buy the business in 2011. And now I've been running both the fitness business and Early to Rise uh, since that time. So that's been my journey. And, and really, it's all about helping people transform their lives because I've had to transform my life a couple of times going through some struggles in the past. And I know that the answers are out there. And that's what we seek to do is deliver those answers every single day. You know, when I first heard about you and we were talking about bringing you into the Business Creators Radio Show, I checked out earlytorise.com. And I haven't been there in a few years, but I do believe that I used to visit this site fairly frequently. Back during the heyday of article marketing, which is around 2006, 2007, I believe that this was the type of website where people could submit their articles so that you would have a huge variety of some of the best expertise on this topic located on this website. I may be right or I may be wrong. You may want to clarify that or not, but I believe it was that type of site. And I remember that even back then it was one of my favorites. Yeah, it's kind of like that. So what we do is we go and we get contributors to put content on our site. We publish a daily essay. So every single day, Monday through Friday, we are publishing about a thousand word essay that's wisdom, health related, wealth building related, maybe real estate investing related, and it goes out to our, our list. And then we put those articles on our website. And we also write, write a lot of our own content. So in addition to those articles that go out daily, we're putting a lot of our own up there. So we literally have thousands of articles on our website because it goes back to 2001. So if you imagine that there's, you know, 300 plus articles, you know, essays going out every year, going back over 15 years, you can see that that's really going to add up. And a lot of the wisdom has been timeless because again, the, the, men, the man who started it, Mark Ford, wrote a whole bunch of books and articles under the name Michael Masterson. His best-selling book is called Ready, Fire, Aim, right. and it's really a great book. Yes, it's Ready, Fire, Aim, not Ready, Aim, Fire. I'm, I'm familiar um, with that book. It's, it's all about. Yeah, it, yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic book. And so his real name is Mark Ford. He, he now runs an investing uh, website called Palm Beach Letter, and he's part of uh, Agora Financial, a very large newsletter company. But he wrote all his books under Michael Masterson. But Ready, Fire, Aim is probably the you know, it's my number one book recommendation to the entrepreneur. It shows you how to go from zero to 1 million, 1 million to 10 million, 10 million to 50 million and 50 million and above, because he's done all of that and he just has great wisdom. And so uh, he's been a great mentor of mine. Right. That, that's great. And what I also just wanted to point out here is I've been to earlyrise.com and since you're sending out the essay every day, I can tell you that right now I'm going to tell you I'm guilty of multitasking. Ooh, I just made a big mistake because I tell people never multitask. But uh, Craig, I'm sorry to tell you, you got a new subscriber just now. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, we're, we're, 
We love it. You know, we, it's classic article marketing, email marketing, you know, getting the word out, sharing content. We're getting into more video. We're doing all the stuff that people are doing these days with social media as well. And it's really just a fantastic business to be a part of because we know that through all these channels, we're helping a lot of people. Outstanding. So what I'd like to do is there's a question we ask everybody on the Business Creators Radio Show. So I got to do the drum roll here. My cat gets all excited when I do that. And here comes the question. Here on the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. A lot of our listeners tell me they have everything they need to implement anything we say they need to do, except for those two timeless things of time and money. This is a question we ask everybody who appears on the Business Creators Radio Show. What I like is not only the variety of different answers, but also the variety of ways the question is interpreted by our guests. So, Craig, how do time and money impact what you're going to share with us today? Well, here's what I've discovered, Adam, over the years and, and you know, through my success and through my struggles is that what really matters at the end of the day is the people and experiences that you spend your life with. So it's really about creating the life and having the time that you want. Now, what I actually do in some of my coaching is I help people who have more money than time, and quite honestly, that's probably the majority of people listening to this call who have any modicum of success, we all have more money than time. Now, of course, we'd like some more money, but we'd sure as heck like a lot more time. And so what I help people do through the perfect day formula is find more time, make more time for what matters in their life using the system while still being able to make a lot of money and get home on time for their dinner with their family to be present with their family because that's what really matters at the end of the day. So I get really excited when people want to talk about time and money and how to improve their relationship with both. That's great. I love, I love hearing that. So uh, with no further ado, let us dive right in. Uh, first of all, uh, we need to define our terms. So this is kind of a two-part question. First of all, tell us a little bit about how someone can improve their life using the perfect day formula but before you do that just sort of give us a little bit of background about what the perfect day formula is i know you've touched on it a little bit so far right and so the perfect day formula is all of the systems and successes that i've had in the last 10 years as i've gone from you know i was a struggling personal trainer building that online business having success and then growing and buying another business and I wanted to help a lot of people. And in order to do that, you have to be very productive. In order to be very productive, you have to use your time properly. And in order to use your time properly, you have to become a very good student of productivity and time management. And so for the last 10 years, I have been on a deep dive into that world. I've been trying everything, lots of experiments on myself, looking back at successful people in history to see what they did. And I put it all together in a book, very short, easy to read book. Of course, I'm not going to give you a you know, a 400-page book when I know how valuable your time is. Right. But it just gives these simple systems and structures to help people get more done in the, in the morning, structure their day better, so they can go home and have that separation of work and home life, which I think so many people are missing these days because they have the iPhone, the iPad, and they're on email, work email, and they're what you know, doing stuff work-related. But it doesn't need to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way, and I don't think it should be that way. You should be focused on the people you want to spend your evenings with, not the work that you could be doing. 
Yeah, there are certain lines that I draw myself when it comes to that. And I've been told that I'm crazy. I've been told that I'm a little bit too old school. Uh, and look at this. I scanned my email. I've already got your first essay. This is awesome. So uh, you know, thank you very much for that. And one of which is, is that when I am at home, I don't use my smartphone. I, I turn it off and I put it in the charger or something because I already have three computers in my office. I don't need more computing. And I spend so much time because I love my business so much. But when I'm away from my business, I don't want to be you know, having another computer screen in my pocket or in my hand. It's just not necessary. So going along with that, uh, the only texting I do in my life is logisticals, you know, people I know in person, like, for instance, hey, running behind, just leaving now, see you in 20 minutes, or I'm standing outside your door, because, you know, it's 2016, and we don't use doorbells, and we don't knock anymore, right? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> there's that, and if you, like me, are a fellow cat lover, and you want to share pictures of cats, but outside of that, I don't do it for business. I've had a couple people in business who have somehow gotten a hold of my cellular number who've tried to text me with relation to business related stuff and I just delete it because that's a firm line I draw no texting for business under any circumstances if you invest in my programs at a certain level you have a pretty high ac level of access to me already because I take a small group of clients um, I don't need uh, all this uh, you know people flagging me down 24 7 so just to, to having that line in my life right there is huge because it gives me the ability to absolutely protect uh, a communication channel from letting my business intrude into the part of my life that's not business, which is pretty significant. The other thing is that I don't start getting involved with other people during the day. That means no email, no phones, no social media, none of that until I've already made money because that Ooh, way – I like that. Because, I like that a lot. Yeah, because if the stuff that's waiting for me is going to be a great day, then I'm going into a great day on a winning streak. If the stuff that's waiting for me is going to be a train wreck or a Debbie Downer, then, hey, at least the whole day is not a waste. I made some money, right? I mean, that's how you look at it. So no matter how things turn out, you have success that day, and that, and that cannot be taken away from you. Uh, now, you uh, Absolutely. have – Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, Adam, can I, can I mention a couple of things? That Please. Totally, really, I think we're totally on the same mindset here. So, one, I don't have internet at home. Wow. I know. So, and I get up, I get up, <laughs> I know, I know. I get up and I work for an hour and a half. Wow. Wow. I get, I get up and I work for an hour and a half at home, writing, creating stuff before I go to the office. And I know in that hour and a half, I get so much done that the world can't take that away from me, just like the same way you described it. Now, here's another thing. If you, see, if you could see my phone, if everyone listening could see my phone, they would laugh because I have a 2010 BlackBerry. Nice. Now, imagine how little you can do with a 2010 BlackBerry. You can write some notes to yourself. You can get some emails, but I don't have it. Nobody knows my email address on my BlackBerry, and you can do text messages. And I do a few more text messages than you, but not too many. And so very limited because I know that if I had an iPhone 6 or 7, I would be all over the Internet, 19 different apps and all that stuff. So I'm protecting myself, I'm protecting my time, and I'm getting more done. 
And the one thing, number one of the most important things that I teach in the book, The Perfect Day Formula, is the first 15 minutes of the morning. And what I tell people to do, it's very similar to what you said, and I love the way you said it. You don't do anything else until you've made some money. What I tell people to do is get up 15 minutes earlier than normal. They don't have to go and join any crazy 5 a.m. clubs that you hear about online these days. All you need to do is get up 15 minutes early, go down to your kitchen table, pen and paper, no electronics, sit there and work on your number one priority in life. 15 minutes a day, six days a week, that's 72 hours of clear thinking in a year. And you are going to make tremendous progress on whatever it is. If you have to you know, overcome a problem, you're going to sit there and, and get, you know, solve that problem faster than ever. If you want to take advantage of an opportunity, you're going to take advantage of that opportunity faster than ever because you're getting clear thinking there. And that's what people need to do in order to have success. And it's very, very similar to what you described. I just have a couple of different ways of doing it, and and I love how we're right on the same wavelength. Craig, I have a, uh, I had a BlackBerry for several years myself, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I mean, that, that that is not like having an Android type device. It's not like having an iPhone. I can tell you that right now. The Android can do basically what you described, and not a whole heck of a lot more. Uh, for some reason, some days right. I almost missed a BlackBerry. Uh, not quite, but almost. Uh, for the past <laughs> three years, or actually, no, two years. Yeah, just over two years. I've had a Samsung Galaxy Note 3. And then for two years before that, I had a Samsung Galaxy Note 2. And I upgraded, not because I was all hot and bothered about an upgrade, but because for various reasons that you know we don't need to spend time on on this show, I had to switch from AT&T to Verizon, so I had to buy a, a Verizon-compatible device. And when I made the switch, the Galaxy Note 3 was a state-of-the-art version. I think we're on the 7 or the 8 or... I don't know where we are. And if you're listening to this two years from now, you might be on the Galaxy Note 26 for all we know. I don't know. But the thing is, is when I buy electronics like that, I buy whatever is state-of-the-art at the time, and I hold on to it forever. If I hadn't had to change providers, I'd probably still be using the Galaxy Note 2 because I still have the device. I use it as a remote control for my television. And uh, it works great. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, I've, I've, I've found a way to make it control my television because the only thing I use my television for is to stream things from places like YouTube, Hulu, Amazon Prime, because I don't have cable, which is another great thing in my life that I thank goodness for every single day that I don't have cable. And uh, that's what I use it for. So it's a, it's a clean machine. It has no extra apps on it, and I just use it for streaming. I have streaming apps on it only. Uh, but if it, I hadn't had to change providers, I'd still be using that Galaxy Note 2 because it's a great machine. I don't blow hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars because uh, I have to get the newest uh, iPhone or the newest Samsung Galaxy. The one I have works fine. And that in itself, I think, is part of the key to having the type of life that we're talking about here during our hour together. Uh, what I'd like to do now... So I'd like to get into something a little bit specific. In the green room, you told me about this thing called the 3C formula. So what is that and how does that work? 3C formula comes from Stoic philosophy. Stoic philosophy is a way of looking at life to reduce stress and really live a better life and a virtuous life. And so there's a Stoic philosopher named Epictetus. Uh, he lived thousands of years ago. And there's a nice little book called The Art of Living by Sharon LaBelle where she translates his teachings 
And one of the phrases that kept on coming up over and over and over again in this book was control what you can, cope with what you can't, and concentrate on what counts. And I loved it. When I learned that, it really helped me reduce a lot of stress and anxiety. It helped me stop comparing myself to others, which is like, you know, probably the biggest first world problem. You know, we compare yes. ourselves to others, our cars, our, our jobs, our money. And so, Adam, what I did was I realized, wait a minute, this little phrase can be applied to the three parts of the day so that we can have a more meaningful life. We can really have more time and money. And so we control our mornings with more structure. We cope with the chaos and cope with what we can't control of the world, you know, the, the, all these emergencies that the world brings us in the afternoon by using what I call the five pillars of success and also planning ahead for those obstacles. Right. And then we concentrate on what counts at night by focusing on what really matters. And so it's control the mornings, conquer the chaos of the afternoon, and cope with what we can't control and then concentrate on what counts at night. That's the 3C formula. I love it. I love it. And I know we're going to talk about the five pillars in a minute. We're already a third of the way through our time. So we're going to pick up the pace a little bit. And for everybody listening, if you're listening live, subscribe to our iTunes channel so you have the replay available in perpetuity. Or go back to our website at businesscreatorsradioshow.com. It'll be posted as a replay within like an hour or two after we're done, as soon as we have a chance to check the recording and make sure everything's copacetic. If you are listening to this on the replay or on iTunes or Google Play or what have you, just listen again because we're going to give you a ton of stuff right now. So, you know, we're talking about how people create rules for their life. So how does someone do that, and why would anyone want to do that? Almost a self-evident question, but I want well, your answer. Well, it's a great question. And so I like to use this analogy for people that are really hesitant to it because they think, oh, I don't want any more rules in their life. But most people already have rules in their life. And the only time we don't like rules in our life is when other people create them. So if, you know, I know we're talking to a lot of entrepreneurs today, but most people did have a job and that meant they had to come in at a certain time and they didn't like that because they were being controlled by somebody else. And that's why we don't like rules. But when the rules are dictated by ourselves, it actually helps us have more structure and more freedom in our life. And for, in fact, there's a great author named Paolo Coelho who wrote the book called The Alchemist. And he says, discipline and freedom are not mutually exclusive but mutually dependent because otherwise we would sink into chaos. And what that means, Adam, you know, in a, in a real world example is imagine if there were no traffic lights in your town. Imagine if there were no rules for the road, what would happen? Be chaos, right? Right. And same with our lives. If we don't have a, if we don't draw the line, as you said earlier, which was a really great way of doing things, if we don't draw a line for our lives, you know, like how much television we're going to watch or who can contact us in what way, if we don't have that system in place, it's chaos. We won't get what we want done. So I like to tell that in advance of saying, okay, now you understand the importance of having rules and systems in place. It's like having a computer operating system. The computer operates really well because it follows certain rules. So in our lives, what we need to do is set up rules that help us avoid temptation and also help us get more done. Right. And so I actually teach, I teach five templated rules. And, I, and again, I, just going back to the, you know, all this stuff you're talking about with the phones and everything, I think what people need to understand is that 
you can create your life. And yet, you know, some of these things might sound a little bit weird to people, you know, like old phones and this, that, and the other thing. But look at the freedom that Adam and I have created by using these simple rules and allowing us to get more done and really have much less stress. So, Adam, would it be okay if I shared my five templated rules that I think everyone should put in place? You have to actually ask my permission for that. Please, we want to hear them. Well, yeah. I just want to make sure. I mean, I want to make sure that, you know, we're getting the right stuff out to the end user. Okay. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so let me go here. Stop. Roll. Go for it. All right. So these are the templates, and everybody listening, I want you to customize the template around your personal schedule, your desires, and what you want to get out of it. So rule number one is have a consistent go-to-bed time and a consistent wake-up time every single day, seven days a week. So if you go to bed at 11, get up at 7 o'clock. Do that seven days a week, and you will have more energy than you have ever had in your life. Now, I know people are saying, oh, I don't want to do that. I want to go to bed at the same time every, every day. Trust me, I resisted this for seven years. And when I finally implemented it in my early 30s, it had a bigger difference on my all-day energy. You know, I was no longer tired at 2 o'clock. I was no longer dragging my butt on Monday morning because I slept in on Sunday and then couldn't fall asleep Sunday night. So just make this change. And, yeah, you're going to stay out a little bit later. You're going to, you know, have some dinners and stuff that are going to keep you up late once or twice a week, and that's fine. But don't deviate from that morning wake-up time. It is the energy secret that you have been looking for for years that doesn't involve a trip to Starbucks. Trust me. So that's rule number one. Everybody can customize that. They can get up at 8 o'clock and go to bed at midnight if they want. They can go to bed at 9 o'clock and get up at 5 o'clock if they want. Whatever suits their lifestyle, just make sure it's consistent. Rule number two is going back to something I've already taught, which is making sure that you focus on your number one priority in life for at least 15 minutes first thing in the morning before you do anything else. So you get up, you go to the bathroom, you go to the kitchen, you sit down with a coffee, blank piece of paper and a pen, and you think about what's my number one priority in life? Is it you know, building a business? Is it getting out of credit card debt? Whatever it is, and you focus on that. You figure out how to solve the problem or take advantage of the opportunity. And the rule is you do that every single day, six days a week, maybe seven. And again, that's 72 hours in a year of clear thinking. And those 72 hours are going to give you big breakthroughs. The third rule is we're going to have the number one rule for our health. Now, I know people probably think they have to do a million things in order to be healthy. You know, there's 19 different rules they have to follow for nutrition. Listen, let's simplify things and just identify what's the biggest health change that I can make that is going to give me more energy, that is going to help me, uh, you know, live a better life, that's going to help me overcome any health obstacles. Just make one rule, and if you hit that rule, that's the foundation for you going on and making all these other good decisions. You know, for example, I was once interviewed by a guy from Australia, and he said, as long as I have three 20-minute ocean swims a week, everything else is, you know, goes great. You know, it helps me reduce stress, and I make all the other right health decisions. So just look into whether it's, you know, a rule for how you eat or a rule that you meditate for 20 minutes a day or a rule that you lift weights three times a week. Just have that one rule in place. Follow it. The fourth rule is a rule for your wealth building. And I love yours that you mentioned before, Adam. 
And I think that everybody needs to have listed down one activity that they're going to do every single day that's going to make them richer. Even if it only makes them $10 richer at a time, you need to end every day richer, and you must have one activity that is really the foundation of it. So if it's a salesperson, that means making a sales call or three sales calls a day or generating 10 leads or doing whatever it is that they know will help them generate the income that they want. So that is your fourth rule. Pick one wealth-building activity and make sure that you do it every workday. Finally, our fifth rule is possibly the most important. It's our not-to-do rule, our not-to-do rule. Because most people can do a lot of the right things, but then they make one big mistake and it can ruin everything. And here's an extreme example. Let's say someone is a recovering alcoholic. Well, they can go to the meetings. They can say the serenity prayer. They can drink glasses of water at every meal for six and a half days a week. But if they get invited to happy hour and they go on Friday night, they're going to ruin everything. They're going to be off the wagon or on the wagon, whatever it is. You know, they're going to be ruined. And that is the same type of thing that we can see in investing. You know, you can have six great investment properties, but then you go and put all of your money into an apartment complex. It's a bad deal and you can lose it all. So we have to have a not-to-do rule that protects us from our biggest weakness in life. And for most people, it's email. And it was for me several years ago when I started my 10-year journey into productivity. And so I decided to make a rule that I didn't check email until after 9 o'clock in the morning. And once I developed that discipline, I was able to say, okay, now my rule is I don't check it till 9.30. Now I don't check it till 10 o'clock. And it just helped protect me, allowed me to get those big things done early in the morning. Just like you make money first thing before you do anything else, Adam. And that is how you power yourself to success. So everybody customize those five rules for your life and you will have really big breakthroughs. That's really great. Um, now, uh, with, with these five rules, are these the same as the five pillars of personal transformation or is that something else? No, the five pillars are actually quite different. All right, um, that was my next and, question. So hit it me. Hit, hit, hit it. All right. All right. So funny thing about these five pillars of transformation are that I discovered them from my weight loss transformation clients. And so in my fitness business, I've been running the classic before and after photo, you know, weight loss contest where people lose weight over 12 weeks and then, you know, we give them money if, if they win first prize. But in addition to the photos, they also have to write little essays. And I've read hundreds of essays and over the years I've realized that successful people always have these five things in place. And then I realized that these five pillars of success also helped me overcome anxiety years ago and also can help people make money, can help them find the house of their dreams, can help them do anything in life. And so here they are. First I'll list them out and then I'll walk through each of them, giving them a nice detailed description. Great. Pillar number one. Pillar number one is better planning and preparation. You have to have better planning and preparation than ever before. Pillar number two, professional accountability. Pillar number three, positive social support. Pillar number four is a meaningful incentive. And pillar number five is the big deadline. So here's how each one of those breaks down. Better planning and preparation than ever before. You have to have a really detailed plan for success. Everybody knows you have to have a plan for your business. But for every other goal in your life, you need the same sort of thing. 
So if somebody says, I want to lose 10 pounds on January 1st, that's not much of a plan, but that's where most people begin and end their weight loss planning. What they need to have is, here's what I'm going to eat, here's how I'm going to exercise, here's how much sleep I'm going to get, here's how much water I'm going to drink every day. You need to have a very detailed plan. The more detailed plan you have, the better off you're going to be. Now, how do you get a detailed plan? Step number two, or pillar number two, which is professional accountability. This is having a coach in your life. Coach is going to give you two things that other people can't give you. First, expert advice. And second, they're going to give you no excuses accountability. Because most other people, like your friends, are going to, you know, if you mess up, they'll say, ah, don't worry about it. You know, you ate that pizza. Don't worry about it. You won't eat it one tomorrow. You'll be fine. But a real, true coach is going to say, no, listen, you made a mistake. Tell me why you made the mistake. And tell me what can you do to not make the same mistake again in the future. So, Adam, you're a coach. You're professional accountability for people. And they need people like you in their life, whether they're trying to grow a business, whether they're trying to lose weight, they would need a trainer or a nutritionist. Right. Whether they're trying to find the love of their life, they would have a matchmaker, you know? So it's all about that professional accountability, expert advice, and no excuses. Sound good so far? Sounds great so far. All right. Pillar number three, positive social support. These are your cheerleaders in life. Yes, you need your coach, but you also need those cheerleaders who are going to pick you up when you're feeling down. You're going to have tough days. You're going to have tough times. You know, there's going to be days where you don't make as much money as you want or you do go off the wagon and you eat, you know, the pizza that you shouldn't be eating on your weight loss program or you screw something up. That's life. That happens. And we need our friends there to say, don't worry about it. I know you can get back on track. They're the people on the side of the road cheering you on as you run the marathon. And the great thing is, because a lot of people resist this pillar. They say, this is the hardest one. I can't find positive people. All the people at work, all the people in my community, my family, my husband, my wife, they're all negative. They don't want to see me change. And the great news is, research shows that online social support works just as well as in-person, face-to-face social support. So you go online, you find Facebook groups, you find forums, you find communities like Adams here where people are sharing their expertise and being the support that you need. So online social support can be your third pillar. Fourth pillar is the meaningful incentive. And for years, when I had these five pillars in place, I thought even just any incentive would do. But I realized over time as I dug deeper that it had to be a meaningful incentive. And so what I noticed in the weight loss world was if people said, I'd love to lose 20 pounds so I can buy a new pair of jeans. That was fine. That would get them through the first couple of weeks of motivation. But then on those tough times and those dark days, they would say, ah, you know what? I don't really care about these genes that much. I'm going to give up. But when it was something like I'm doing this for my kids, I'm doing it to have more energy so that I can play with them. I'm doing it so I can lose weight so I'll be healthier and be there for them when they graduate in 20 years. That was the meaningful incentive that so many people need in order to stick with it through the tough times. So whatever it is that you believe is your incentive, your motivation to build your business, I want you to take a, a, a second look, dig deep into your heart and mind and say, why am I really doing this? Why am I grinding out these hours? Is it just to go from you know, $700,000 a year to 800000 just so I can say I make 800000 
or is it because you're doing this for a really strong reason? And if you have a really deep reason that matters to you, you will get through those tough times easier and stronger than if you were just doing it for the money. Finally, the fifth pillar is the big deadline. And every time I write about this, I capitalize it, the big deadline, because it has the biggest impact of all the pillars that you can possibly have in place for success. The big deadline does three things. One, it spurs us to overcome the initial inertia to getting started on any change in our life. We all know that we need to do things, but we procrastinate. We're human. That's what we do. We just wait until the last minute to do things. But if we say, hey, listen, we're in a 60-day business transformation challenge, we'll say, okay, listen, I can really you know, knuckle down and dig deep here for 60 days. I can do anything for 60 days. And that's what we need. That's why we need that deadline to get us to get going. And then halfway through, when the tough times come along, we need that deadline there to inspire us to keep going to action so that we say, listen, I'm on the home stretch now. I'm halfway through. I can't quit. But if we didn't have a deadline, we'd say, uh, you know what, I'll just come back to this in a couple months. But the deadline is powerful. It keeps us on track. And then finally, as we get closer and closer and closer to that deadline, we actually start doing more and more. And we actually start getting even better results as we come to those final few days. It's just like how on Christmas Eve, the shopping malls are packed, even though we've known for 365 days that Christmas is going to be on December 25th once again. Yeah. But when is the shopping mall packed? Yeah, right? Like everybody knows we have 365 days to buy the gifts. And when do we buy the gifts? The final few hours. That is human nature. And the great thing is that we can also actually benefit from this in our businesses. And so when we have sales and promotions, we need to, first of all, have a deadline for it. You know, if the price is going up or we're removing bonuses, we really need to make a big deal about this in our business. Because I've done many, many product launches, Adam, and I would say that about 33% of the orders over a three-day sale come in the final six hours of a promotion because people are waiting for that deadline, right? You've seen this happen too, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, let me just give you one example. I mean, you know, we're, we're involved with a lot of product launches here as well for our, our titanium-level clients. And uh, you know, our clients don't understand, well, why are we sending all these emails with all these story-selling things going on and all this, you know, they, they say blah, 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 blah. Why don't we just ask for the sale? And then we get to that point where it's time to start closing the doors. It's time to start bringing on the scarcity. Hey, doors close at midnight. Price doubles at midnight, whatever it is. And all of a sudden, the orders start coming in. And, they, and then they come and they think they have this great wisdom of, yeah, let's not, next, let's, next time, let's just ask for the order and skip all that stuff. I say, really? The reason why they're buying now is because we told that story. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It's Duh. amazing. <laughs> It's amazing how many sales, like I've probably done over a hundred product launches and I'm still amazed to this day about how many sales come in in the last few hours. So it's really, really powerful. And so we can use it in our businesses, but we must also use it to drive our own behavior. Remember in 21 days, you can make a habit change and in 60 days you can do this In 90 days you can do this. Just dedicate yourself to the duration and that deadline will get you so much more action and results than if you just left it open-ended because you know that was one of the biggest lessons that i took from the four-hour work week you know tim ferris talked about parkinson's law and parkinson's law means the task will expand 
to suit the time allotted for it. Yep. And then you just think of going back to college. Well, in college, if you got the uh, deadline of April 20th for your essay, when are you going to get it done? April 19th, yeah. of course. If, but, if, but if all of a sudden that same deadline was moved up seven days, you'd magically get it done. And if it was magically moved seven days later, somehow it would take you until April 26th to do the essay. That's just the way humans operate. It's our stupid human trick, yep. and we need to leverage it for our, for our best interests. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So setting deadlines, uh, I've been through coaching programs where they'll, uh, where they'll urge you to, you know, get things done before the deadline, be proactive, but that's against human nature. And then one time I saw a client of mine complaining about somebody on their team saying, well, yeah. And if I say I need it by June 3rd, they're not going to start on it until June 2nd. And my advice for them was, okay, so if you are saying June 3rd, but you'd really like to see it by May 28th, then give it a May 27th deadline. Duh. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, that's, the... that's pretty, that's pretty easy. You work, you work with the human nature that's there and you put it to your advantage because if you tell them you need it by May 28th, then they'll do it on the 27th. If you tell them you need it on June 3rd, they'll do it on <laughs> June 2nd. That's just the way it is. So instead of trying to change the person, how about using the person to everybody's advantage and just recognize the, the human nature, put it to work for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. Great. So how do these uh, five pillars help somebody overcome anxiety? Uh, very early in our show, you told us about how you've dealt with anxiety yourself, and how does this help? Right. Great question. And so I struggled with severe anxiety in 2006. And I don't just mean like, you know, I feel kind of stressed out by the end of the day. I mean, I was 30 years old, and twice over this six-week period, I walked into the emergency room and said, I'm having a heart attack. Very embarrassing, lowest point of my life. It was because I had too much freedom. My online business was going great, and I was able to work all day and then party all night, and it just caught up to me. And so I made a bunch of mistakes, and then I turned over every rock possible that allowed me to overcome the anxiety. And I did everything from meditation to Qigong to yoga. I even went and bought a dog because I heard that you know, read that petting a dog would actually decrease your anxiety. So I did all of these things. You know, that was one of the reasons I bought the dog, not the only reason, but it helped in the end. And I was able to overcome the anxiety. And then a couple of years later, after I was running the transformation contest that I mentioned before, I realized, oh my goodness, I actually used the five pillars of success to overcome the anxiety. And here's how I did that. I did better planning and preparation. I stopped staying out all night. I stopped drinking too much alcohol and too much caffeine. I had better planning and preparation of my nutrition and personal habits. I also hired professional accountability. So I went to those yoga uh, uh, instruction sessions. I went and got Qigong, which is standing meditation. I absolutely hated it, but I was paying for it and I had to show up and I had a mentor teaching me how to breathe properly. And that actually was one of the biggest things that helped me overcome the anxiety, better breathing. And I hired also, uh, you know, a meditation coach to show me how to do meditation. And so I had these people, they were giving me expert advice, and they were holding me accountable. I had positive social support. I had some friends who had gone through anxiety. I was able to call them and say, hey, listen, I'm having a tough day today. And they were just, you know, they were going to cheer me up. They weren't going to give me any expert advice, but they cheered me up. Fourth, I had a meaningful incentive. And if you've ever dealt with any anxiety, people know just, all they want to do is get rid of it because it is so frustrating. It's like a black box. You can't describe it to somebody else. You don't really know what's happening to you. 
Like for me personally, I had symptoms of a heart attack for six weeks straight, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I had tingling from the top of my head down to the end of my fingertips. I had a tight chest. I couldn't breathe. I had an elevated heart rate and I was freaking out. I didn't know what was wrong with me. And that's why I went to the hospital a couple of times in a state of panic. And so it was just a complete black box to me. And I knew I had to get rid of it. And I tried everything. So it was a meaningful internal incentive for me. And then I had a big deadline. It was actually around the time that I hired my first business coach. And so 2006 was a very pivotal year for me. And I realized that, hey, we, we had set up this coaching program to start in March and to culminate in a product launch in July of 2006. And I was so unnaturally stressed from these anxiety attacks. And I knew that the product launch would bring its own anxiety, but there was no way that I'd be able to cope with both of them at the same time. And so that deadline of the product launch made me go and do the stuff I didn't want to do, like the Qigong, the meditation, the yoga. I didn't like any of those things. Sure. But I had to get rid of the anxiety before the launch. So that's how I used the five pillars in retrospect to overcome my anxiety and finally you know, get back to better health and then have a go on and have a great product launch. Right, right. And, and see, yeah, again, it comes back to – deadlines it comes back to putting frames around things and creating the scarcity for yourself uh, there's also the advice given that if you're finding yourself challenged with getting motivated to do something just start doing it because the process itself will motivate you and i found many times that there is truth to that uh you know, another piece of advice i give people uh especially if they're looking to you know, start a new marketing campaign or they're, you're hemming and hawing saying, I don't know if my audience will buy this. I don't know. what." And I say, damn it, just do a webinar. If a lot of people sign up and they take up on your offer, it was a good idea. If not, you have great giveaway content. You lose nothing. That's really great. <coughs> really great advice. Pardon me. Not at all. <coughs> I think I'm okay. Oh, sorry. You can do it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm all right now. Okay. Yeah, that's really great advice, and it sets that deadline for them getting it done. Right. That's how I, that's how I look at it. So uh, we have about 10 minutes left here. I know time is flying. We may not get to everything that we'd hope to cover, but there are also some things you've given us that we weren't expecting. So as I see it, we're already way ahead of the game here. But what I would like to cover is at least one more thing, and let's see how this goes, is when you say, as you mentioned to me, to concentrate on what counts in your life, how does someone even know what counts? And then how does someone create that vision for their life? It's a really great question. And the thing is, for a long time, I was really surprised when people would ask it. You know, I'd speak at a seminar, and people would come up to me after and say, listen, I'm not sure what really matters. And so I started doing some studying, and I came across a, a conversation with, I had a conversation with my friend, Luciano Del Monte, who is a pastor, and he said, Craig, everybody's in a season of life. They're either, either in a season of health, wealth building, uh, family, or personal enrichment. And what that means is, really right now in your life, there's an overriding theme about the number one priority. Like if you're a young person and you're engaged to somebody and you want to have a family in a couple years, you should be in a season of wealth building. You should be doing everything to build your business, build a nest egg, and without, of course, neglecting your relationships and your health, but making sure that you're doing everything right to get dialed in for the future. 
Now, you might be somebody who's 55 years old who has had great success financially, who has a good family, kids are out of the house, everything's great in relationship with the spouse, but you've let yourself go in your health. Well, that means that you are in a season of health right now, and your number one priority that you work on first thing in the morning should be something related to improving your health. And so everyone needs to just think and do some self-reflection and introspection and figure out, okay, what is my number one priority? What season of life am I in right now? You know, my mother is in a season of personal development, personal enrichment, because kids are out of the house, she's financially secure, her health is okay, and so she spends her time in doing charity and community work. You know, the first thing that she does in the morning is she gets up and checks her schedule and figures out what uh, things she needs to organize for the day's volunteer activities. And so everybody just needs to figure that out, and then once they have, they go, okay, here's my number one priority and I'm going to align my rules and my pillars and everything in, about my life around this so that I have maximum success without, of course, neglecting the other areas of life. Right, right. Now, I don't know if this is exactly in our, um, in our list of questions here, but what you just said has brought up something in my mind. This is a conversation I was having with somebody just yesterday. Now, I'm going to speak you know, my own truth on this. And I think in a way this ties in. I'm just you know, being intuitively inspired to ask this, if you'll allow me. Uh, so I myself uh, very rarely consume alcohol. I mean, when I was in college, uh, you know, every night was Thursday night and all that. And then for a couple of years after I graduated from college, I'd hit up the club several times a week. Everybody goes to their 20s at least once, right? So about, <laughs> about 10 years ago, I decided that I just really – didn't have any use for alcohol. It just doesn't do anything for me. I mean, sporadically, and I mean very rarely, I may have maybe about a finger and a half of Glenlivet with a good cigar. And on every February 11th, I have a glass of Laphroaig, which is a which is a, a premium scotch. And I do that in honor of a good friend of mine who unfortunately passed away 10 years ago. And that's something that he and I really enjoyed together, was a good cigar and a glass of Laphroaig. So I do it for him every February 11th. Uh, because that was the that's the anniversary of the day he passed on, so I do it in in his memory. But outside of that, like if I'm out with a bunch of people and uh, and know uh, you know everybody's having a drink or whatever, and I'll have my iced tea, and I get the I'll get the ribbing like, come on, man, you can have a drink, it's okay, or or don't be such a you know p blank 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 why have a drink, you know how guys <laughs> talk sometimes, right? And uh, Right. And, and so and so I'll say something like, look, I, I have a drink. Now I'll take a sip of my iced tea. It's like, look, I just drank my drink. So what's the issue? I have a drink. <laughs> now, I don't have a story about how I'm a recovering alcoholic because I'm not. I don't have a story about how that really, uh, you know, is has anything to do with my health because no doctor has ordered me to lay off the booze. Uh, it's not that I don't like it. It's just that I choose that that's something that I just don't need. So uh, it, it kind of it speaks to my personal goal, which is being my own man and living my own life. So when we find ourselves, and I gave my personal example right there, but we find that there's a lot of things we do in life. Another example might be every so often people give me a hard time. Look, look you've got to get in the current frame of business here. Everybody does texting for business. I don't do texting for business. I don't care. Things like that. So no alcohol, no texting for business. Um, I have cats rather than a dog. I mean, there's a lot of things we could go down. But when you get that kind of social pressure that isn't always like mean, but it's very much 
in your face, so to speak, challenging the decisions you've made so you don't need an elaborate story. I'll, I'll give you just one more real quick. Uh, when I moved several years ago from Pittsburgh to Las Vegas, I mean, there were reasons uh, why I did it, and there are benefits I gained from coming to Las Vegas in my business. Um, it did actually improve my health in certain ways, and and I just, you know, whatever. The real reason I did it is because I could. There was no sick relative or great job opportunity or anything like that. I really just did it because I could. So when we do things because we can, and we get the social pressure because it's considered non-conforming to what everybody else is doing, how do we stand up for ourselves? Great question. And so it goes back to the rules that we created. So I think I really stumbled across the rules as an idea, you know, as a framework for our life from a lot of my weight loss clients. And I remember one in particular saying, you know, I'm, I'm going through the weight loss contest right now, and I know I have a barbecue to go to this weekend or a cookout, and I'm going to see a lot of friends, and I'm going in, but here are the rules that I'm going to follow when I go. And I thought about that, and I thought, you know what? So many people in the nutrition world have rules. And I use this story. Let's say that there's two people going to a party. One's a vegetarian and one will eat anything. Right. But they both want to lose 10 pounds. They both want to lose 10 pounds and they go there and then all of a sudden the host comes around and says, hey, we've got cheeseburgers for everybody. Here, you've got to have a cheeseburger. Oh, you're not going to have a cheeseburger? You're, you're, you know, you're a P, you know, why, you know? I'm vegan. I'm vegan. You're telling my story. Go ahead. Right, right. And so, so the vegetarian goes, listen, I'm a vegetarian, I don't eat meat, and so it's really easy for them to not have the cheeseburger, and therefore they stay on their plan. But the person who has no rules has to fight it all with discipline and willpower, and it is very, very hard to do that. It's only, we only have a limited supply. And so the person is probably going to give in. But if you go to one of these situations, you say, listen, I, I, just, uh, you know, I, don't, I have a rule here, I'm not eating this type of food for the next 30 days. Thank you for understanding. And you just stand up and you say, that's it. And for people that are familiar with the paleo diet, there's a lot of rules in the paleo diet. Yes, there are. But as soon as somebody says, oh, I, I follow a paleo diet or I'm a vegan, you just go, oh, okay, I, I know what you eat and you don't eat and I'm not going to bother you anymore. And so you just stand up and you say, listen, I have this rule that I don't do this. I have this rule that I don't drink Monday through Thursday because I have to work tomorrow and I need a clear head. So thank you for offering me this wine here on Tuesday night but I don't drink on work nights. Thank you. And that's it. You stand up for yourself. Right. And that's the way that we need to act in order to do the right things. As I like to say, you make the right decisions right now for your right life always. That starts as soon as you wake up until you go to bed. There's one other thing that comes up, and then we're going to turn over the floor to you because I know you have something for our listeners here. We're near the top of the hour. But uh, we, you know, when it comes to being a vegan in a social situation, you say, I don't eat that because I'm vegan. That does not end the conversation. Uh, then we get, well, where do you get your protein? And uh, does that mean you still oh, eat right, fish? Yeah. And, uh, and uh, it just goes on and on and on. And sometimes people even say things like, well, Look, come on, we have cheeseburgers here, and you know God's not going to strike you down with lightning if you eat a damn cheeseburger. Can't you just for once do what everybody else is doing instead of expecting everybody to bend over to what you want to do, which it's like, dude, all I said is I didn't want a cheeseburger. I mean, come on, I'll have the salad. Right, Thank right, you. right. I mean, now it's your deal. problem. Right. right. 
And yeah, and and and, and so I run into that sometimes, uh, where people just want to ask the twenty questions, but because maybe they do have genuine curiosity, but I just don't want to discuss it. Another thing is, is sometimes I'm in a social situation. You know, they say always be networking and always have your elevator speech ready. But, you know, there are times I don't want to think about work. I don't want to discuss it. It's like, whatever. So I have a mechanism in both those situations where I say, uh, you know, look, right now I'm just I'm just hanging out here and I just don't want to get into this stuff right now. Is this something that you're really interested in? Because if it is, then what I'd like to do is I'd like to maybe make a time with you for this week and let's sit down or let's hop on the line for an hour or whatever and I'll answer all your questions. We'll have a chat about it. If that's something you're really interested in. Uh, if not, you know, I just, I just kind of want to hang out right now if that's okay. And 99 out of 100, that ends it. The other hundredth of a time, I'm just some big jerk, but whatever. That's their issue, not mine. Absolutely. I think you, you ended that perfectly. Most of the time, this is just somebody else's issue. And as long as you go decently prepared with responses, um, and as you get more experience, you'll know exactly what to say. And just, you know, wordsmith your way out of the situation and on to something else. Just change the subject and away we go. Right. Exactly. So, so Craig, we're actually at the top of the hour. We have, you know, two and a half minutes left where they cut us off. And I want to give you one of those minutes uh, You've given us some great information. I know you have something for our listeners, so let's have it. Yeah, so I have a couple of extra tools, free tools, time journal, perfect day, uh, planning stuff that they can get at craigballantine.com forward slash free gift. Just go and download it. It'll help you have more time in your life and make more money. And I also have an additional uh, gift. If people want to get a copy of my book, they can go to freeperfectdaybook.com and watch the video there on how they can get a free hard copy version of my book sent to them. That's great. Yeah, so uh, craigballantine.com forward slash, uh, let me just make sure I have that right, forward slash free gift. And uh, listeners to our Business Creators Radio Show know that Craig will have a profile on our website where you'll be able to find information about him as well and how to access what he has available. So, Craig Ballantyne, again, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, It's been an honor and an education, and I can tell you that you've wised me up on some things, too, that I think are going to even help my life. Oh, this is fantastic. Thanks so much, Adam. Absolutely. For everybody listening, this is Adam Homey, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and on our iTunes channel. If you listen live, make sure to subscribe so that you can get the replay of this episode so you can go back and take notes and our entire library of Business Creators episodes going back over three years. And with that, everybody, have a great day. We'll see you next time. Take care.